0: Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's pray and then we'll get into the word. So Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for trusting us with your word. Holy Spirit, we ask you to to move here and, and have your way tonight. Um, we declare that the word's going to go forth and it's not going to return void, but it's going to accomplish what you've set it out to do, Lord. I, I, I just I pray, Lord, that the seed would go into to people's hearts, that they would put away any, any weights, anything that's going on in the world right now, that they would put those things aside, that they'd pay attention, um, that they'd be encouraged, strengthened, challenged, and equipped uh, as they walk out of these doors to, to go and build your kingdom, God. That's what we want to do. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, we thank you again. We praise and honor you, Lord, and, and I just declare right now we will serve you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so you can open your Bibles uh, to Romans chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, we're going to talk about, originally I was going to kind of extend Pastor's message. You know, he's been talking about faith. Uh, you know, Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then verse 6 where it says, but without faith it's impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's been the foundation of the last few weeks of, of what Pastor has been preaching on. And I was gonna talk on um, the power of your words and confession, but uh, this morning when I got up, just got led in a, in a little bit different direction, um, which is, it takes time, I guess, to, to figure all this stuff out. So it's all good, though. You know, I wanna be obedient to the Lord. And, and uh, so if there's a title, it's, it's Faith Takes Action, and the subtitle would be, Are People Talking?, about your faith. So are people talking about your faith or our faith? That's, that's what we want, right? So Romans chapter one, verse eight, in the New King James Version, it says, and this is the Apostle Paul. So he's writing to the, the believers at Rome, and he's actually never, never met these believers before, so it's kind of interesting. So he's just, here's what he says. He says, first I thank God through Jesus Christ for you all, that, that your faith is spoken throughout the whole world. Again, your faith is spoken about throughout the whole world. The Living Bible, that translation says, let me say first of all, that wherever I go, I hear you being talked about. For your faith in God is becoming known around the world. How I thank God through Jesus Christ for this good report and for each one of you. And isn't that what we want to be said about, about Faith Family Church and, and about you individually and about me individually, is let it be said that, that Faith Family Church is." faith in God is being heard and, and known around the world. That would be a good, a good testimony, amen? amen? You know, I think about, uh, you know, on Sunday, um, Jeff and Bev, they're a couple that, that drive all the way over here from Okaboji every now and again. They're friends of, of Mike and Jenna's, uh, live literally right across the street from the church that they've been at for many, many years over in Okaboji. Um, Mike brought them here a a while back. They got filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, completely changed everything for them, and and they were just sitting behind Melissa and I on Sunday, and I I briefly talked with Jeff, and and he just said, you know, I just really needed this today. He he said the messages we're getting, you know, aren't always, you know, the level of what Pastor Mike teaches here at Faith Family Church, and it just really, you know, reset them and and help build their faith and, and strengthen them. And I think about, Man, people that are willing to drive 90 minutes one way. You know, I think about Mike and Jenna and a lot of their crew that are willing to drive 70 or 80 minutes one way, you know, with a gaggle of kids that they bring along. And, and then, you know, how we can take for granted what it is that we have here. You know, and it's, it's like 18 says, it says your faith in God is becoming known around the world. They're coming because they hear about the faith. They hear about the faith message that, that Pastor Mike preaches. And they want to come and they want to get fed because they know that there's something different here. But again, if we're not careful, we as a church, we can get apathetic. We can, we can get familiar. That's a bad thing. Get familiar with the message and what we have our hands on here. You know, and it's not until you maybe leave for a while and come back and, and you know, you realize again especially like over COVID, you know, and we pray for those people that haven't, haven't come back yet because it's not the same when you're, you're listening to the replay as it is in, in being in the atmosphere and when, where there's faith at. Amen? So I'm going to take a direction where I'm going to talk about the vision of Faith Family Church and just what it is we've got our hands on and just try to stir you up and encourage you and, again, challenge you with with what it is that we have here. So the, the vision of Faith Family Church, how many people, by a show of hands, would know what the vision of Faith Family Church is? And it's all right if you don't, but it's, it's simply to build a supernatural church in Sioux Falls. So if you remember the story Pastor Mike, you know, many years ago when they were at Raymond Bible College, he was in his, his final you know, few weeks, and, and they had come up to, to Sioux Falls and had done a couple Bible studies and so forth, and they th- said, thank goodness, we are not called to Sioux Falls. They thought they might, might end up in Minnesota, um, and lo and behold, he's sitting in class one day, and, and Kenneth Hagan was, was the teacher back then, and he's sitting there in class, and uh, say supernatural. A supernatural drop of oil hit him in the top of the head, and it was like honey coming all, all throughout his body, and once it got to his belly, he started laughing about Sioux Falls. And he knew, he knew that he knew that he knew, that he was to come to Sioux Falls, or him and pa- Pastor Vicki were to come to Sioux Falls and build a supernatural church. And that vision hasn't changed in almost 40 years. We're still building a supernatural church. That's the vision of Faith Family Church. So what does a supernatural church look like? You know, that's why I was, I was writing some things down, and this is definitely not a, a complete list, but... You know, I think at a supernatural church, number one, things are done with excellence. You know, it's again, it's almost 40 years old, you know, we should be meeting in a place that, that is excellent, you know, a beautiful atrium, and, and obviously Pastor Vicki has an amazing talent and amazing gifting, and, and Angie does as well for, for decorating and so forth, and it should be, you know, a beautiful place to come. You know, if 40 years later, we were still meeting in a, in a rented gymnasium or whatever, nothing wrong with that. We're a faith church. By, you know, 39 years later, we should be in a, in a building like this, amen, that's paid for, which is what we're believing for, and, and uh, that it's a place of excellence, that everything is done with excellence. At a supernatural church, there, there should be spiritual fruit, and there is spiritual fr- fruit here. People do get, get born again here. They get born again here in service, they get born again by you guys and, and, and all of us being out in the marketplace. I'll, I'll share a testimony of, of somebody getting born again. You know, at my gym on, I think it was Sunday afternoon, Saturday or Sunday afternoon, they should be getting healed. They should be getting delivered. They should be getting set free. That stuff should be going on at a supernatural church. And so I think, you know, faith family, instead of saying it's a non-denominational church or it's a word of faith church, when you get asked from now on, it's a supernatural church. Amen? Start calling it what it is. You know, the Spirit is moving, and, and the gifts are in operation at a supernatural church. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be weird and goofy. You know, I, I know you guys probably remember back on the, on the Sunday, I was going through some things and, and the Holy Spirit hit me and I started laughing like literally uncontrollably. And then I remember the Lord, you know, I, I had this thought, I'm like, I'm like, man, I should get up and run around the room. And I'm, I would never do that. Like, that's not me at all. And then pastor said something and sure enough, I hopped up and ran around the room and it was just something supernatural. I can't explain it. I was in control of it, but it definitely was the Spirit prompting me And I'm, you know, whatever, whatever, but at a supernatural church, things like that happen. And sometimes I I know people ask, you know, like, why aren't maybe more gifts in operation at times because it is a supernatural church? And this is my belief, this is my opinion, that at this church, the, the word of God goes forth, and it's at a high level. And you don't have to run around and look for a word because you have the word and your mature believers that are in the word. It's awesome, Getting a word. I I know you know. many times, um, I've had a few times where I've gotten a word from the Lord, but it's always confirmation for something that I'm already believing God for because I'm in the word myself. But at a supernatural church, again, the gifts will be in operation there. At a supernatural church, the the people will live a life of victory rather than defeat. 1 John 5, 4 says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We are to live in victory, and that's what we're taught here at a supernatural church. You're expected to learn and grow. And sometimes, you, you know, you, you, you get put in an environment like that where, where you're challenged. And what happens when you're challenged? Sometimes, you know, you're either going to move up or you're going to move out you know, and, and because it is challenging. You know, it's just like what I do as a, as a fitness professional. I'm a coach, so my job, my responsibility is to help people reach their goals and to push them out of their comfort zone and make them better than they would be on their own. That's the pastor's job, to push you and challenge you, encourage you, and help you to be better than you would be on your own. Amen? So again, let you let yourself go up, not go out. At a supernatural church, you're expected to serve and, and, and to get involved, and that's a good thing. You know, it's, it's when you serve, a lot of times the, the time that you give, it's, it's returned back to you. It's, you know, I know when we help with like bus ministry, um, sometimes it's not easy on a Saturday. You have other things that you want to do, but not, 100 times out of 100, 10 times out of 10, I leave feeling better than when I came. And I, and I add, you know, I got more value added to me than I added to those kids, that's for sure couple more things. You know, at a supernatural church, you go out and you make a difference. Yeah. The, the, the great commandment, we all know it. Matthew 22, verse 37, it says this. So, so you know, uh, one of the Pharisees came up to Jesus and we and, you know there was not just 10 commandments, but there was over 600 commandments. And he said to Jesus, he's trying to trip him up, he said, he said which commandment is the greatest? And what did Jesus say to, to him? He said, you know, number one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. At a supernatural church, that's what you're taught. Love the Lord and love people. Love people, serve them, help them get better. Second thing is, is to live out the Great Commission. Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18 says, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, so he's talking to his disciples. And this was after the resurrection. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore, here it is, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So again, at a supernatural church, you obey the greatest commandment and you also go out and do the commission. That's what we're, we're to do here. It's not just to come and, and learn and learn and learn and never go do It is to learn and then go take action with what it is that you've learned. Faith without action, without works is dead. Amen? So that's the vision of Faith Family Church and and what a supernatural church looks like. And and again, vision does one of two things. It either attracts you or it repels you. And that's okay. You realize over time that, you know, you may bring people to church and, and they don't see what you see. They haven't you know, taste it of the vision, and, and, and it's maybe not the path that's for them, and that's okay, but it's, it's up to us to keep continuing on with the vision that was put in pastor's hearts 39 years ago and, and run with that vision, right? Write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that they may run that, hear it. And that's another thing. Go out and tell people. You know, like I said, what kind of church is Faith Family Church? It's a supernatural church. That opens up conversation. What, what happens at a supernatural church? Well, when meth addicts come here, we pray for them to get delivered. We don't you know, put them off in, in some other room. You know, when, you know, when, when people need healed, we, we pray over them as well. We don't just kind of pack them up, pat them on the back and say, I hope everything goes well for you. We're word people because, again, it's a supernatural church. So that's the vision of Faith Family, to build a supernatural church. The mission of Faith Family is to simply build and strengthen the family and teach the people faith. That's where the name comes from. Faith, family, church. Teach the people faith, build and strengthen the family, you know, and, and have a church, have a body of Christ that, that's mobilized and, and moving. That's the mission of Faith Family Church. And here's the deal. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on mission because we're gonna transition into to, um, just challenging and encouraging you in walking out your faith Um, But here's the deal. If we hold fast to the mission of building and strengthening the family and teaching people faith, that's why pastors have been spending so much time on faith during this COVID thing. People need faith. People need to have their faith exercised and challenged and and grown and and developed and stirred up so we can get through this, amen? Because, you know, our gym has taken a a hit. But it's great having faith, having been taught here. I'm telling you, I don't know what I would have done Had I went through like like the things that we've been through in the last 18 months, had it not been for Faith Family Church, had it not been for pastors, had it not been for you all encouraging us and and coming around us and praying for us, we covet those prayers, amen? And everybody else does as well. We are the body of Christ and, and it's an awesome thing as it's working. But again, if we stay true to that mission as a byproduct, we'll continue on with the vision, amen? So in transition, we're gonna, we're gonna watch a short video um, on The Chosen, but uh, you know, like I said in Romans 1.8, here's what we want said about us. Wherever I go, I hear Faith Family Church being talked about. Your faith in God is becoming known around the world. Imagine that. Everywhere you go, Faith Family Church and what's going on here, the revival, the healings, the deliverance. Hey, if you really wanna get set free, you go to that church, Amen. Or you go talk to somebody that's at that church. You know, I remember back when I was in prison, um, I got a hold of uh, Kenneth Hagin's Bible faith teaching. And, and it was this booklet. And I'm telling you, it absolutely changed my life. And I remember I, I was, you know, telling a bunch of the other inmates about it that, that were other Christians. And of course, I got a bunch of flack. Oh, it's this name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. It's all this, you know, crazy whatever. But guess what? One day I, I get called out of, out of my cell and there's probably two or three cha- chaplains um, a handful of guards and me. I'm the inmate. But a couple of them, you know, somebody had somebody that was sick in their family. I had prayed for one of the chaplains before and he ended up getting healed. And this was when I was a new believer, you know, real young in the Lord and just figuring out this this word of faith, the supernatural part of the word of God. And, and, you know, big circle, there was probably seven or eight of us. I was the only inmate and we're praying and they call on me. And it's not to pat me on the back, but I'm saying When the rubber meets the road and people need a miracle and breakthrough, they need to be thinking about you. Amen? So are people talking about your faith? That's what you want to know. Or that's what you want to answer. Pastor Vicki asked this question in prayer on Sunday. She said in Luke 18, 8, it says, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? And it's like in a supernatural church, we should find faith here. You know, when we watch this video, when, it, when it's set up, it's, it's the story of, of Jesus praying for the leper and, and cleansing the leper. But here's what I want you to watch. Jesus and a few of the disciples are walking up and this leper is coming. I want you to watch what the disciples do versus what Jesus does. Amen? Go ahead and roll the video. Not to spoil this beautiful day or anything, huh? <laughs> Come on. Ah! <laughs> It's a leper! Stay back! Cover your mouth! Don't breathe his air! Don't come any closer. It's okay, John. It's okay. Rabbi, 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 Rabbi. you can help this disease. You can. Please. Please. I knew it. What can I, what can I ever do? Do not say anything to anyone. You don't seek your own honor? Please just do me this one thing. Uh, But what do I tell people? Go, show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and see that you are cleansed. Make the proper offering in the temple as Moses commanded. And go on your way. Who has an extra tunic? Just one of you, just one of you. That's enough. <sighs> Green is definitely your color. <laughs> not too shabby. Amen. Chosen, I, I tell you, if you haven't had an opportunity to to tune into that yet, it's it's awesome. You know, it, it uh, just like that. It's it's not some cheesy, you know, B-rated type type. Uh, um, show, and, and they've got the second season coming out, but, you know, again, Luke eighteen eight. when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? So in that video, who had faith, Jesus or the disciples? Jesus did. Jesus did. And now we could say, you know, Jesus hadn't, hadn't went to, to heaven yet and sent the Holy Spirit yet for, you know, to, to equip and empower the, the disciples, but look at where we're at right now you know, with things that are going on. I mean, do we run to the leper or do we run away from him and say, man, get away from me. You know, I don't want to be around you. And I know we've got to take precautions with, with things that are going on and so forth. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And that's a question you've got to ask yourself. That's what I had to ask myself when I looked at that this morning. I pulled it up for some reason. I ended up posting on Facebook. Didn't get a whole lot of responses because it's convicting. Because it's showing what Jesus did in the scriptures, what he did in the scriptures. Amen? And I know there's different levels of faith and and different maturities and and so forth. However, let let us be found that we are people of faith. So how do we go from running away from the the leper to, to running to the leper, especially when this is a supernatural church? So it can be said of Faith Family Church that our faith is becoming known Around the world. What if, in Sioux Falls, when you got COVID, you came here and they prayed for you, you came with COVID and you left healed? What? What if? What happens in our mind? So, well, what if I pray for them and they don't get healed? Well, what if you pray for them and they do get healed? Amen. How about using that mindset? Now, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had opportunities to, to pray for somebody, and it, you know, I've I've shirked my my responsibilities out of fear. And God has repeatedly said, you pray, I'll do the work. He needs a vessel, he needs hands to work through, a mouthpiece to work through for faith to be activated here on earth. Pastor's been teaching on it. You guys know this, we all know this. And I'm not, I'm not here to beat you down, it's not that. It's, it's, I went through this message earlier today already one time. And so I'm, I'm speaking it out and, and, and speaking it to me again. But so how do we go from, from running away from the leper to running to the leper? You know, I believe there's a progression of our faith, and you can use this in every area of life, whether it's marriage, work, you know, your faith, your Christianity. But the first stage in the first progression is is bondage. You know, it's before you're saved; you're in bondage. You know, there's this guy that comes to the gym. His name's Charles. They call him Uptown. He's from New Orleans. He's got dreadlocks, gold teeth. You know, he he doesn't look like everybody else. But it's funny because. You know, He and I just, just connected one day, and I've invited him to church multiple times. I tried to get him to come to the Daryl Strawberry event, and, and he just texted me. He said, hey, you know what, I'm just not really ready for this. He's had, um, he had two twin boys that, that actually died in the Hurricane Katrina year, years ago. They were like seven or eight years old. He's had a lot of rough things happen in his life where, where he's questioning God. And on Sunday, after service, I was in doing a workout, and, and we got to visiting and, and, and talking, and um, you know, we share stuff. He's, he's a black guy, obviously a white guy, so I mean, we're just sharing different opinions, different different uh, um, perspectives, you know, his perspectives he's had at work and some of the things that he's battled. You know, he said, I'm the first white guy that has taken an interest in, and actually sat and talked to him. Love God and love people. Take an interest in people, amen? Because it's not about the skin color, it's about sitting down and, and just valuing another human being, just like that guy with leprosy. The disciples saw somebody that was unclean. Jesus saw a human being that, was, that had leprosy, but he saw him healed. He had faith to get him healed. Well, anyway, Charles and I were visiting, and, and I, just, I saw it all as I was working out, and, and I saw myself taking him in the office and sitting down and praying with him, and sure enough, so we sat there visiting. I said, hey, man, I want to you know, uh, sit with you in the office for a minute and, and just pray for you, and immediately he started crying, you know, and he's, he's around 40 years old, he grew up in gangs and so forth, and he's apologizing, he's like, man, I'm not trying to be a punk, and I said, hey, no worries, and he just kept saying, hey, there's something about you, there's something that's different, it's like I'm drawn to you, and I'm attracted to you, and I can't, can't explain it, it's not me, it's the Holy Spirit in me, amen. amen? And that's how it should be said of all of us, are people talking about your faith? And so we sat there, visited for a while again, you know, I led him in the sinner's prayer, you know, and, and he's, he's weeping, and, and man, it was awesome, and, and you'll know him when he comes, uh, I, I, you know, be praying for him, be praying for Charles, because he's a new believer, and you know what ends up happening, I mean, you know the enemy comes, comes right away against him, but he's going to be here one time, but he was in bondage, and he went to stage two, which is faith, salvation, finally finding a family, that's what he wanted, he wanted to have a family. He just wanted to have somebody care about him, accept him, love him, you know, and, and again, I'm not sitting here patting myself on the back. I'm just telling you a story that we're all to be doing. The hands and feet of Jesus. Then we go from the faith stage to the courage phase. You know, that, that's the stage where we're excited and, and, and we're fighting for freedom, that's, you know, you, you get set free, and I remember when I got born again, it was like the scales came off my eyes, and I always tell people, it was like looking at a TV in black and white, and now all of a sudden, it's high definition, and I was like, this is amazing, and I just had to tell everybody, I didn't, you know, it was like giving a, a little kid like a shotgun, I just started shooting, and it was amazing, I didn't care, because I, I wanted other people to feel and experience what I experienced, because for the first time ever, I had peace. I had joy. Seth, you're going through that. That's why you're bringing all these buddies because you're excited. You're in that courage phase and you're bringing those friends, amen? And keep doing it. Then you go to the liberty phase and this is, this is the sweet spot. This is where, where you achieve some prosperity, you have some freedom and, you, and you're walking in this, in this deliverance, amen? So you've come through the, the, the salvation, you've come through the courage phase, now you're in this liberty phase and that's where that sweet spot is at but then we progress on to the abundance stage. Then the abundance days kind of starts focusing on you know, your material needs. You start using the word more for your own desires and everything you want rather than using the word to, to build God's kingdom and seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then everything will be added unto you. You, know, you start using the word that, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea and whatsoever I say shall come to pass. You know, and then you know, it's maybe a bigger house. Nothing wrong with having that stuff as long as you're keeping the kingdom first, amen? So we go into that abundance phase, and then abundance sometimes can can drift over into selfishness, and this is a progression over time, and I've been through each and every one of these phases, so I'm speaking from experience. Again, I'm not talking down to you. I'm trying to, to open you up to say, hey, this is a supernatural church with a supernatural vision, and we've got a mission to do, but we've all got to figure out where are we at in the progression and where it is that, that we want to be. And if, if you're off track, like I was, it's time to get back on track. Is that, is that cool? Is that good? So, selfishness is, is, again, you're building your kingdom rather than God's kingdom. It's about me and my needs. You know, when we built our, our advocate business, we came, I came out of jail or out of prison three and a half years, nothing. Living in our in law's basement, and I thought I had been stripped of all the identity of, of, of stuff and things, you know, had, had nothing. And, uh, you know, Greg was cordial enough to give me a job and, and uh, just worked my way back up over time, you know, built up a, a, a successful direct sales business. You know, then it became about, you know, this, this pin, this leadership level that I was wearing on my, my chest. You know, we went from that faith stage through the courage phase, through the liberty phase. Then we started, you know, experiencing some abundance. And man, it was awesome. But then it was selfishness. Then it was kind of complacency where I was like, you know, it's more about me than about other people. I was managing the business and, you know, telling people to go out and do things that I wasn't willing to do anymore. Amen? Amen. And then it got into apathy, where it was a lack of interest or, or any enthusiasm or concern, because, again, it was, was all about me. And, my, and I didn't know how to fix it. I knew there was something wrong, but we get this mindset that, you know what, it's not my fault. And I'm telling you, there's a difference between identity and roles. I, I, Mike and I were on a, on a call the other day and I, and I just you know, heard this taught so excellent. Identity is, is your identity in Christ. Your roles is what you do. You know If you're a doctor or a plumber or an entrepreneur or you know, a homemaker, whatever it is that you do, that's your role. But your identity is who you are in Christ. But when your role becomes your identity, there's problems there. And God will not let you have any idols ahead of him. And that business was removed out of our lives, not just for us, but for, for thousands of other people. I knew it was gonna happen. Job, Job chapter three, verse 25, he says, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I, I remember, I was like, there's no way that this is gonna last and, and work the way it is. But again, I didn't know how to change it. And I'm gonna give you some steps where if you find yourself in, in one of these latter stages where you can change it, put the brakes on, and get back to where it is that, that you want to be or, or you know, need to be in that sweet spot. But finally then it, it becomes dependence. And that's what happened with us. It was like everything was stripped, and now finally we were in the best place. We were dependent on God. Instead of being independent, we were God-dependent. If you're not careful, though, you can go back and start over in that bondage phase again. And thank goodness God is gracious and he's, he's merciful and he's, he's restored some things in our life. And we're, we're not there yet, but we're working through it because we've got faith in God. Because this is a supernatural church. Amen? So after you've recognized the stage you're in, what do you do? You know, so if you say, hey, I've gotten apathetic. Where you know, it has been more about me and my needs rather than, than, than the next person. You know, I have gotten into this, this complacency or, or selfish stage or, or whatever it is, or maybe you are in that sweet spot, that, that liberty stage, and good for you if you are. Stay there. But if you're in a spot that you, you don't want to be at and you know you need to change, the first thing is is to repent. Repent simply means you have a change of mind, change of heart, and you turn from where you're at and get back on track to where it is that you need to go. The second thing is you spend time with the Father. I mean, just spend time with the Father. He loves you, you're his child if you're born again tonight and he just wants to spend time with you. Shut off the world. You know, I asked God not too long ago, I, I was like, you know, why, why can't I hear your voice more clearly? You know, why when I'm out in the marketplace, why am I not getting words of knowledge and words of, 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 of wisdom and, and, and prophecies and things like that because it's for the unbeliever, to, that, those gifts, to bring them into God's kingdom. Why is that? He basically said, you know what, you're on your phone constantly. Not just Facebook, but you're listening to YouTube, all these different voices. And a lot of them are ministers, and they're great ministers, but when are you going to put that down, and when are you going to hear my voice? And I was like, well said. I mean, and it's true. James 4.4, 4, it says, and this is to the believer, it says, adulterers and adulteresses, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. He's talking to believers. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously. The spirit in you yearns jealously for the father. But he gives more grace, thank goodness. Therefore he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Humility cures worldliness. There it is. If you don't humble yourself, you'll be like I was and you'll get humbled. And again, this isn't a rebuke or a correction. It's just me sharing my story, what I came out out of, and hoping that if if you're in the same spot, it's it's like a warning that, hey, this can happen if we do get apathetic. And if it is more about you and your needs rather than than loving people and and loving God and, and, and about the Great Commission. It says, therefore submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. That's all God wants you to do. You humble yourself and he will lift your life up and he will will make you a trophy, but it's to him. So he can get honor and and, and glory and and praise. So repent, spend time with the Father, and then realize it's not about you. I got to... Uh, A word from from Trissa when we were meeting a a while back about the leadership conference, and then I asked her a couple questions about, you know, parenting because she's raised an excellent young man, and and, uh, so, you know, you ask people that have done what it is that you want to do, and so somehow we got talking about this, and she said, you know, Randy, when you get born again, it's not about you anymore, and I was like, I think she was talking like about other people, but she may have been talking directly to me, but that's okay? When you surrendered your life to Christ, you gave up your rights. And here's what she said. She said, you know what? If it was about you, when you get born again, immediately you'd be transported up to heaven. So if people came forward, we'd take them in the back, and then, man, they just take the first bus up. But it's not. It's about other people. It's about that great commission. Amen? 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, You're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body, and your spirit, which are God's. And I learned this firsthand. You know, when Daryl Strawberry was here a few weeks ago, he spoke at an event that, that Mike DeYoung had down in uh, Sioux Center, Iowa, called The Stand. And I had an opportunity to, to drive him down there. And, and here's what I thought. You know, I thought, you know what, we're both in prison in Florida. We'll probably share some war stories about where we spent time at, and you know, maybe a little this and that. He'll probably sit in the back you know, of, of Melissa's truck and, and, and go to sleep, and that's totally fine. Because I didn't know the guy. And I just knew who he was, the big baseball player, and, and then the the big fall and all that stuff, but I didn't know the transformation that happened. But here's what I found. He sat in there and he went from a star to a servant. And he served me the whole day. It was amazing. Like he he had words for me. He had he was telling me stories about his life that were an exact replication of what Melissa and I have been going through. It was like I call it my D-Day. Literally, like my Daryl Day. It was like an amazing thing, not just Because of him, it had nothing to do with his baseball career or any of that. He could have cared less about that stuff. It was about a man that was sold out to God because it was not about him anymore. He was 100% about building God's kingdom. And he kept saying, You are in an amazing church. There are not churches like that anymore. This is a supernatural church. When he came down to prayer, you know, and everybody was praying in the Spirit, man, he just hopped right in and, and, you know, there's an Instagram post of him a few days ago where he just, the dude's bold. He hops on there and he goes, I'm gonna pray in the Holy Ghost. And he just started praying in tongues for like two minutes. I mean, like, like, who does that? You know, but he does not care because it's not about him. It's about building God's kingdom. So again, repent, spend time with the Father, and then realize that it's not about you. It's that great commission. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So the vision, again, of Faith Family Church is to build a supernatural church, and that's what we're doing. But we've got to stay fast to the mission that's going on, to build and strengthen the family and to teach people faith. But to teach people faith, we've got to learn faith. And again, we want to be like Jesus, where we go to the leper rather than running away from the leper. It's very easy to come in church and and just kind of hide out behind the four walls. And again, learn, and learn, and learn, and learn, and learn, and learn, and never do. Learn, then go do. Get your knees scratched up. You know what? There's a guy in, in business that always said, you know, when there, if there's a beehive, he goes, he goes, what I do, he goes, most people like, figure out a plan or whatever. He goes, you know what I do? I go up and I poke the hive. And then I, I do whatever happens after that. If the bees come out, I, I run away. Or if they do that, you know, I might cut it down or I might put gasoline on it. But he goes, I go up and I poke the hive and then I figure it out later. And we need to have more of that type of faith. It's Just like Jesus there. He didn't, you know, he just went right up to the guy and he said, be cleansed. And you say, well, that's Jesus. Well, the same spirit that lived in him lives in us. Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen. Let me say this. First of all, that wherever I go, I hear you. I hear you being talked about for your faith in God and it's becoming known around the world. How I thank God through Jesus Christ for this good report and for each one of you. Let that be said about us. Amen? Amen? That we run to the leper rather than running away from the leper. Because this is a supernatural church. Yes, use wisdom. But again, get your faith built up so strong where you know, it's like John G. Lake putting his, his hand underneath the microscope with whatever that was. There's nothing special about John G. Lake other than he spent time with the Father and he knew who he was, and that's it. And we can all do that. But we got to put the phones down, put the YouTube down, put the Facebook down, put the Netflix down, and spend time with the Father and get in the Word. Amen. 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 Well, hey, this Sunday coming up is, is Pastor's Appreciation Day. And you know, can't th- it's actually clergy month, but, you know, can't think of a better way to honor pastors than m- maybe it's writing them a letter and you know, maybe it's some sort of gift or whatever it is that you feel led to do. But, you know, this message and thinking about what Faith Family Church means to you, write that to them. Because, you know, th- these times get difficult. Now, I'm a business owner, you know, and I know a church isn't a business, but it's about people. And it is tough. You know, when I go into, into the gym and, and there's a lot of people that, that aren't there anymore, man, I miss them. And that's the way pastors are. There's a lot of people that, that haven't come back yet from COVID and, and they do miss them. And so a, a letter of encouragement from you, it'll just build up their faith. It'll just build and, and just refuel that mission and that vision for them because they're the leaders of this charge, right? And then get, get hooked into the vision. Get hooked into the mission. Again, there's nothing, they're, they're not you know more, uh, spiritual or more faith-filled or whatever than, than any of us, we are to be, imagine if everybody out here just mobilized in Sioux Falls and were the hands of, truly the hands and feet of Jesus, what would happen? I mean, we would evangelize the whole city. Amen? That's all I've got for you tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray um, and then we'll be dismissed. Again, my, my goal was to first of all just, you know, honor pastors and the vision that's here and, and the mission that's here but also to challenge and strengthen you and, and, and I hope that that's happened. It's not to beat you down, it's to encourage you up and to challenge you. It's, it's always about getting better. Amen. Amen? Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for being strengthened and, and being challenged. And I just pray, God, that that as the believers leave here tonight, that you would put somebody in their path and just set it up, Lord, where they can pray for them to be healed, where they can lead them to the Lord, where they can they can get them set free, where they can... Just offer a word of encouragement or whatever it is. God set that up for them so that they can experience what it's like to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I just, I just encourage the, the body of Christ tonight that, that we're going to the other side, that we're getting through this COVID thing. I declare that they're the head and not the tail. They're the above and not beneath. They're blessed in the city and they're blessed in the field. They're overcomers. They're more than conquerors. And greater is he who is in them than he who is in the world. And I declare over Faith Family Church right now that Faith Family Church is a beacon and a lighthouse to the lost. That people will be walking by here, driving by here, be out on the internet, and they'll stumble on our website, they'll stumble in here, and they'll they'll go, I don't know why I'm here, I just feel like I'm drawn here. And we just give you the honor for that, Lord. It's nothing that we've done, it's all that you've done. And Holy Spirit, we just ask you to, to continue to work with us, continue to challenge us, strengthen us, and help us to move forward. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.